Thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Deanna, your host, and you're tuned into Down Home Diva. So thank you all for all the support on social media. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at the DH Diva if you want to know more about the podcast and learn about updates on content. It's 12.51 a.m. on a Friday morning, and I've decided, what do you do at 12 a.m.? You record a podcast and search the web. And I just so happened to come across a video from Patrick Cloud. Patrick Cloud is a video creator on Instagram and a couple of other websites. And he had a video basically where he reenacted how he would recite lyrics when he was a kid. He had no knowledge of what the artist was even saying, but for some reason, they were always a bop. So that had me thinking about all the songs that I used to listen to as a kid, that either one, I wasn't supposed to be listening to, or two, my parents didn't know I was listening to, or even three, my parents did know I was listening to, but they weren't really paying too much to the lyrics either. And then I was like, wow, some of those songs I used to listen to used to have some real messages because I'm not like just a hip hop lover. I love all music and I love like R&B. I love the neo souls. I like old school, new school, in between school. I love it all. OK, like what classifies old school and new school, by the way? I don't even know. I don't know. Like, is there a year that you classify as old school and a year that you classify as new school? Because some people would consider juvenile back that ass up to be old school but then some people be like oh that's my school and I'm not old I'm young you know I don't know whatever so anyway I'm gonna name the title of this series The Rewind because we're gonna take a couple of songs and every week I'm gonna record my interpretation of the lyrics of the song I'm also gonna talk about the history behind the song and its artist and I'm gonna talk about the message that I received from the song now that I am of age, to fully understand and grasp the concepts that we're dealing with. You know what I mean? Anyway, so I don't want this to be super long. Um, this podcast series might just be a quick 15 minutes, but we'll see. Only time will tell. So the first song that I thought about was none other than must Be Nice by Life Jennings. If y'all know the song, it's catchy. Must be nice. I know y'all know it. I know y'all know it. If you are an African-American girl, you know this song. And I'm not even trying to stereotype, but you know this song if you are of African descent, okay? You know the song, okay? Life has a lot of bops, but must be nice was one of those bops. Also, that song Sex S E X. Take a deep breath and daddy gonna go crazy when he find out that his baby had S E X. Ah, take a deep breath and think before you let it go. Anyway, whatever. I don't know why I'm like smiling when I'm doing this, but whatever. For today, we're gonna focus on must be nice. If you know anything about life, his real name is actually actually Chester Jennings. Old Chester. I bet when he came back to his community after he became famous, people were just like, you mean Chester? Who, life? Nah, his name Chester, okay? You know how we are. You know how we are. Anyway, his real name is Chester. And at the age of 14, he was sentenced to prison for 10 years. 10 years, y'all. 10 years. Just think of our minds when we were 14 years old. Think of all the mistakes we made between 14 and 24. A lot can happen. A lot was done. So it's crazy to think that he was experiencing life as he knows it inside the walls of a prison. And 
a lot of times when it comes to the way in which young people are imprisoned, they're usually underdeveloped and over-sentenced. And I'm not saying underdeveloped in terms of someone with a mental illness. I'm referring to underdeveloped as in young people who are not necessarily mature. You know how people say you have the body of a grown person but the mind of a child? Well, in this case, a lot of times they throw kids in jail who have the body of a kid and the mindset of a kid. And when you're a kid, you can't process things the way you do as an adult because your life has evolved more and you have a better understanding of how things work in, in the real world. You know, but the way that they throw kids in jail these days is just ridiculous. And the charges, they chump those charges up sky high so they can keep you in this cycle of oppression. And that is especially the case when it comes to people of color. And I'm going to call a spade a spade and say specifically when it comes to the case of our Black women and our Black men in this system. And life has noted, I'm not going to talk about how he ended up in prison, but he has noted in several interviews that that, that one incident was not the entire reason why he went to prison. He said that his life was heading down that path. He was what my grandma would say. He was in the streets. He was doing a lot of things that, you know, would have eventually led him to one of two places, the grave or behind bars. And he ended up behind bars. While in prison, he was inspired by artists like Erica Badu, who at the time came out with her debut album called Baduism in 1997, and that's when Life was inspired to start kind of chronicling his time in prison, but also kind of journaling um, some of his ideas and concepts about life in general. And that dealt with a range of subjects from faith to sexuality, all the way to relationships and everything in between. So once he was released from prison, um, he decided to appear on Apollo. And as we all know, Apollo is the land of the stars, but it's also a very, very challenging and crazy atmosphere to be a part of. So life gets on this Apollo stage and he decides that instead of singing, you know, usually people sing a cover of a song, you know, don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? You know, they sing some Luther or whatever to get the crowd stirred up. But Life decided that he was going to sing an original song. And the original song just happened to be something that he wrote while in prison. And if you all know anything about Life, the song was Cry. And that appeared on his, that song also appeared on his first album. From then, he reappeared on Apollo for about five times. And he ended up even getting paid to appear on Apollo and sing his original pieces, which was like crazy, unheard of, like amazing. So after that, he had his stint on Apollo, everything went well, and he wound up actually releasing an album. So his first album was actually entitled 268-192. I was like, 268-192? That was his prison inmate identification number. If you reverse back to when he first came out um, on Apollo, there's a video where like the MC is asking him, why did you come, how did you come up with the name Life? Why do we call you Life? He said, because I'm telling my story. I'm telling what has happened in my life. So it's just like a very parallel to see his name was Life and then his album was his prison identification number. And he just took back that power by using that number. It was just, it's so symbolic in so many ways. 
anyway, life has this voice like none other. So everyone is super impressed, but it's also like hard to brand him because he's one of those artists where he didn't fit into the mold of being that typical R&B singer, the Tyrese's, the Trey songs. I love Trey songs, by the way. Um, he didn't fit into that stereotypical rub oil on my chest. Tell me what you want, Drew Hill type. He didn't fit into that that mold at all. He was kind of rough. He was kind of rugged, but he could appeal to the men and he could appeal to the women. And I think he could appeal to the men because he had that kind of masculinity that was that was filled with that rough look. But he could appeal to the women because he was so vulnerable. And that's what he shot to do was promote vulnerability. So he comes out with this album. It's a hit. Everyone loves it. They don't know who this dude is, but I mean, he's just, he's blowing out the water. Everybody loves it. And on that album, he has the song, Must Be Nice. Now, y'all, I can recall that when I was in fifth, sixth grade, whenever I learned of this song, and my mom says I live in a, like a fantasy land, but I can remember looking out of the window on the bus or being in my bed laying down. And just thinking about that song, like, oh, must be nice. Like, y'all, Fantasyland, thinking about an invisible imaginary boy because ain't nobody like me. So, y'all, that used to be my jam. Do you hear me? I don't know about any of y'all, but I'm that type of hopeless romantic where I used to listen to songs, and I still do. And, like, in my head, I come up with, like, music videos of my own where I am the star in the music video. Y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. Everybody has done it. Tell me you haven't been in the shower singing a song. You be like, damn, he did that to me. Like, y'all, y'all be up in there doing that. You can't even play me like you don't. But all those people who act like they don't, it's okay. I won't tell if you do, but whatever. No big deal. So on this song, he talks about all these things. Must be nice. Must be nice. This must be nice. That must be nice. So I'm going to read some of the lyrics to y'all just to give y'all a snippet of what he was saying in the song. But I'm also going to talk about the music video that went along with the song a little bit so you can have some, you know, visual context as well. Now, I have to remind you all, you have to keep in mind that even though he wrote a lot of the songs from that first album, he wrote them in prison, he still, it took a while for him to release his first album. So if you watch the Must Be Nice video initially, you can see him collecting his goods from, I guess, like the checkout. I don't know what you call it, the, the bailiff, the checkout desk. I don't know, at the prison. And the guard says, you know, what are you going to do now that you're out? And he's holding his guitar. He's like, I'm going to go sing on the Apollo. And that's when this hating ass lady in the background talking about some, huh, you'll be back. I said, sis, were we talking to you? Did he direct any energy towards you? Absolutely not. So I need you to sit back and hush. But he goes on and he says, hey, yo, yo, I just want you to know that when you got somebody good, you hold on to them. Do, 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 boom, boom, boom. That's how the song starts. Just fire! Fire! And we have to give it up for the man who grabbed life right before he exited the prison. And he said, you've given this prison X amount of years of your life. And I don't want to ever see you back here. Don't you ever look back. I said, period. You better spread some knowledge. You better give him something to think about before he leaves. Amen. Amen to you, sir. Amen. So the lyrics basically say, it must be nice having someone who understands the life you live. It must be nice having someone who's slow to take and quick to give. Pause right there. When you were a kid, you were not thinking about the importance of someone giving something to you. And that's just not physical that's that emotional when you drain to the core, when you have absolutely nothing else to give, 
and they give something to you instead? Oh, let me tell you. Let me t- that's what you call love. It must be nice. I ain't got it. It must be nice, okay? And I'm not even trying to be funny, but seriously, if you really think about it, it's crazy to think that while he was in prison, he was writing these lyrics someone who is slow to take and quick to give. That is the very personification of what love is. Love is to be in a state of selflessness. And, you know, people always have, you know, the conversation about, you know, the prison mentality. And when you're in prison, you develop this type of mentality um, because it's so, you know, it can get so crazy at times. And so a lot of people in prison, you know, everybody is each man for themselves. You don't have a family. You don't have friends. Um, And even when you think someone is your friend, they can turn, you know, in a matter of seconds because there are so many mental things that go on in a prison. And so to think that in the midst of all the chaos that he probably experienced during his 10 years, he was still able to come out on the other end with knowing what love really looked like and what love really was. It's amazing. He could have experienced love before going to prison, of course. But everyone has these moments in life, regardless of if you're in prison or not, where you feel like you are not loved, where you feel like you don't have any love to give. And so to write those lyrics, it means that even in your darkest times, there is still someone out there who is quick to give give you something, who is quick to love you, who is quick to empower you. Even if you don't feel it in the very moment, Trust me, there is someone out there who loves you. You know what I mean? And we can get into story time and another podcast about the ways that I have received love from complete strangers in my life. And that's probably what life was referring to. I really don't feel like every single word or every single verse in this song was about a woman or about, you know, his love interests before he went to prison. I wonder if he had a pen pal or something in there. I don't know. But it's I don't think the song is fully about him being in love with a woman, but I think it's the personification of all of these different things, all these different elements of love and life. Um, we're in pursuit of so many things. We're in pursuit of happiness. Ha movie reference. We're in pursuit of love. We're in pursuit of, you know, greater careers. We are in pursuit of all these things. But if we would just take a step back and be able to give someone something, you would reap so many other benefits. If we would just slow down our pace, slow your roll, and take time to give to other people. Oh my goodness. This song is just, if y'all don't know, this song is what we need to be listening to. Moving on to the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> then he says, having someone who sticks around when the rough times get thick. What y'all know about it? He said, must be nice to have a ride or die. It must be nice. I said, hmm, must be nice life. It must be nice. Then he proceeds to say, someone whose smile is bright enough to make the projects feel like a mansion. How you make the projects feel like a mansion? Now, I don't know about my viewers. I don't know about my listeners, excuse me. But I'm from Mississippi. So I've been a couple of places, okay? I've been to the bourgeoisie areas. I've been to the... um underprivileged areas, the, you know, areas where you can clearly see that there are some disparities. And let me tell you something. I don't know how somebody's smile can make the projects look like a mansion, but honey, her smile must be a million bucks. Okay. Okay. I said, damn, it must be nice. Then he said, 
must be nice having someone who loves you despite your faults. And I said, oh, that's a personal one right there because you know he was in prison and he has some faults. Just because you're in prison don't mean you have faults. Let me correct that. Let me backstep, okay? Just because you have a prison record doesn't mean that you have an immense amount of faults. But because you're human, you already have faults. And so I said, period. You better be up in here giving us wisdom and knowledge and telling us about the importance of grace. Mm, Y'all don't know nothing about it. Y'all don't know nothing about that. And then he says, must be nice having someone who talks the talk but also walks the walk. Shout out to JP. You know who you are, okay? (laughs) Um, Then he says, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." having someone who understands that a thug has feelings too. subjects. He said, first of all, it must be nice to have somebody who can show you grace. But it also must be nice to have somebody who can cater to you when you are at your lowest point. It must be nice for someone to see beyond your faults and see that you are a good person in spite of, I said, period, period, periodicity, okay? Then he says, even when your hustling days are gone, she'll be by your side still holding on. Even when those 20s, they stop spinning and all those gold digging women disappear, she'll still be here. Must be nice. I said, Mm-mm-mm. it must be nice. It really must be nice. First of all, let's talk about life was giving us a blueprint to how we should expect our partners to be in relationships. But not only that, let's take it further. Let's take it beyond the romantic relationship. Life was giving us a blueprint for how we should treat our friends, our family members, anybody who we're in any type of relationship with. But he also gave us a blueprint to how we should treat ourselves. Treat yourself with grace. See beyond your own faults sometimes. Notice your faults, recognize them, but don't dwell on them. He was giving us a blueprint for life, literally, okay? Life was giving us life. Let's talk about it, okay? Anyway, moving on, let's see if there's any points that are just popping out because I know we're getting to our mark. So let me see here. Zooming past the lyrics, at the end he said, having someone you don't have to tell when you don't want to be alone. Now, shout out to Nia. You know who you are. I have a friend who's very into talking about the love languages. If you haven't taken the love languages quiz, go ahead and do so right now. But one of the love languages, I think, is words of affirmation, but it's also quality time and other things. And I said, wow, without even knowing, he was giving us information about the love languages. You don't have to tell people because when you're so in sync with somebody, they can already know. So we're getting to the end of the song and he says... Having someone you can grow old with until God calls y'all home. He didn't say just one person. He said till God calls us home. Oh, 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 oh. And then he said, having someone who understands that a thug has feelings too. Someone who loves you for sure. Someone who loves you for sure. You just remember to never let him go. I said, oh my goodness. Life, 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 life. You were giving us lessons. I'm telling you. But anyway back up to the video because at the end of the video he's waiting for his girlfriend or whoever to come pick him up and at the end she rolls up and gives him a hug and embraces him let me tell y'all something that's love 
okay? That is love, okay? Do you hear me? But all in all, all games aside, I think that life's song has such a deeper meaning. I think that when he says in the video about, you know, when you have somebody good, you hold on to them. I think he was talking about his experience going from the projects to jail and from jail to this world of fame and how so quickly when you become famous or you step into the spotlight, you can kind of forget who brought you through, who helped you get to where you are, who pushed you through those hard times. And I think this song is paying respect to all those people who helped him along the way. And it's also a reminder that as you go further and further into your lives, as you become, you know, these successful people or whatever you become in life, never get too consumed with yourself and all the things that go along with being who you are to the point when you forget the main people who were there from the beginning. Because those people who were there at the beginning are what made life so nice. So I just love the song. I think that as a kid, I was focused more on, you know, the beat is the beat is like no other. But aside from that, like as a kid, I really wasn't thinking about how much this would transcend and make me think about my path and make me think about all the people I've come across in life. And this song just really helps me remember all those people who have contributed in some way. Even though I haven't met a person who can embody all of these qualities to a T, I feel like there are people who I've met in my life who have touched on at least one of these. I feel like I've met people in my life who have definitely, you know, noticed that I have feelings too. And I don't think people sometimes realize that I have feelings. I feel like I've met people in my life who don't just talk the talk, but they walk the walk and they come through when I need them to come through. I feel like I've definitely met people who will see beyond my faults, see beyond my insecurities. And that's what it's all about. And so kudos to you, Life Jennings, for blessing us with a song that means so much to so many people for so many reasons. Guys, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of my podcast. I think I'm getting better at the podcasting feel. It's kind of awkward sitting in my closet recording this, but it's something that I feel needs to be done because I feel like so many people are just, you know, looking for all these things in life. And so I hope that I can offer up some help to you. I hope that I can offer up some love, some kindness, some joy, um, because there's so much pain in the world that it's all right to take a time to just relax. And I hope that I help you do that. So anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in to Down Home Diva, The Rewind. That's the name of the series, just a reminder. Um, if you all would like to get on one of the episodes, if you have any topics you would like me to, to discuss, or if you just want to learn more about when the podcast episodes are published, you can always do so by DMing me on Instagram at the DHDiva. Thanks again for tuning in, and remember to always be your down-home self. Bye!